0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Shipwrecked Podcast and today I have three new facts for the topic for today which is MK1 or aka Mortal Kombat 1. The first fact reads, and some of these are facts that I've either did like a little digging for or just made up, well not made up, but facts that I know of from MK since I am a fan from the actual genre and series. Mortal Kombat title origins This Mortal Kombat was the idea of pinball designer Right the the title Mortal Kombat was the idea of pinball designer Steve Ritchie following difficulties trademarking the original title of Mortal Kombat since then the series often intentionally misspells various words with the letter K because it's combat with the K in place of C for the the hard C sound. So as uh, so as all of you know Mortal Kombat literally misspells combat with a K, but it's was a marketing strategy whenever they made up the name for the game in like the 80s cuz I'm pretty sure MK the actual first Mortal Kombat was in the 80s. You know, instead of them doing like a reboot of the game now. But Yeah, they they just rolled with the, the K and then used that in sentences and words and the title itself. Which is a fun fact. Fun fact number two. There is a bug in the game that allows player one to do certain combos whereas player two cannot, due to a bug. So that's as of now, because the game just released, but... They had, you know, plenty of time by now to fix major bugs, and that is a major bug. So I don't know if it's fixed by now, because they have been updating the game. But I would assume they're going to fix this. But as of now, it is kind of hilarious how rushed the game is, and we're going to talk more about that later. And fun fact number three, reptiles' appearance, this is a fact that I wanted to display, but Reptile's appearance in MK1 is actually more creative than ever, because he's never been able to shapeshift from human to lizard form. He's normally stuck in between. So it is true, throughout the storyline and his character arc, he talks about his kind and where he's from and how he was treated and the fact that he's like the only one of his kind that can shapeshift from lizard to human form which is actually really badass but i just don't necessarily like the design of the lizard that much because it's like it's basically like built like killer clock not clock killer croc from batman like the batman series which like it fits his character, but like for reptile, he's normally more of like a little guy or like medium sized. He's normally not like humongous. So I don't think it fits as well. But the transition is really sick. So I understand what where, where they were trying to go for his character design. But it but it was like a creative, you know, change for once. But besides the three fun facts, uh, I have some, I guess, like, you know, portions of the game that I wanted to talk about. And uh, out of these uh, five topics for for the game, I wanted to talk about the story mode first. So, like, the plot of the story is... I, I don't want to, you know, spoil everything, but what I'm going to be talking about does contain spoilers, so... But, you know this game basically just released uh not too long ago like this month so if you're watching this or listening to this uh, i am gonna be also by the way i'm gonna be having gameplay in the background and uh, the game in the background because this is the first ever uh, episode or podcast ep that i'm gonna be ha- using the green screen i recently got the green screen not too long ago like a few weeks ago, so I've been using it for content and I'm going to be using it for now on on this shipwrecked podcast So I can have cool backgrounds relating to the theme or you know shipwrecked uh, Theme in general so and instead of like, you know my bed in the background and just the walls, which is boring So hopefully y'all will enjoy that But what was, that? What was I was thing Oh, yeah, the story mode So, basically, the I'm I'm just going to try to sum it up, but the plot of the story in MK1 is Fire God Liu Kang remakes the universe after he defeats Kronika in MK11 and becomes like a, a titan. Titan like god. Or more than a god, like a... Well, I already said titan, but whatever... I guess titan is above demigod and elder god, so... He he basically becomes like the keeper of time, like or the new one, after he defeats Kronika. And he creates this whole new universe, trying to end, you know, the suffering and pain from the, his previous timeline. So all the all these uh, characters that we've seen before are like different. Like some of the characters are more humble. Like Kung Lao is more humble. Johnny Cage is basically the same, but he uh, becomes more humble and appreciative of his position later on throughout the story. But uh, Lou King starts to figure out that uh, evil starts to spread throughout this new timeline anyway, but he's wondering why, because he's thought he's done a flawless job, you know. ...having all the evil characters with meaningless lives, or that he put them into, but... ...someone interacted with the evil characters to give them power, to then, you know... Uh, ...mash up the plot, to thicken the plot, and conspire against Sindel. And, uh, Fire God Lu the King was like, wait, this, how, is this, how did this happen? And, uh, throughout, like, earlier throughout the story, we see literally Chronica, or so to speak, talk to Shang Tsung and Quan Chi and basically give them power to do evil shit for her, to form an army, and then, um, later we skip a bunch of stuff in the story, and uh, it turns out that Chronica, the one that was talking with Shang Tsung and Quan Chi to uh, improve their evilness was Shang Tsung, apparently. And it was, it was, um, didn't make that much sense. Because why would you involve a character like Chronica who was a titan, who was like the, like the main boss in the last game, and then just make her... Like, ins- like an insignificant character all of a sudden. Like... It's like putting Batman... In like a... You know, like a crossover with like Marvel. Like in a story mode, and then... You just like immediately kill him, and then just replace him with someone else. Like, the fuck, I wanted to- I wanted to see what happened to Batman, bro. (laughs) Like... They like, that's... So dumb but like so like okay it's Shang Tsung and apparently Shang Tsung survived from the MK11 like final fight where Liu Kang and Shang Tsung are battling with uh, for the power of like the crown or whatever to become stronger and they're they're both like titans or something they're both like super strong and it (laughs) And uh, the story said that it uh, merged or altered the fabrics of time, and so Shang Tsung and Liu Kang both had their own timeline. So Shang Tsung wanted to go in Liu Kang's timeline and then destroy his. For I don't know whatever reason. Like if you already have your own timeline, and you can do whatever you want because you're the timekeeper of your timeline. Like why would you? Why would you need to? do any- like, do anything else. Like, you have literally the whole universe technically in your hands. But no, he has to go above and beyond, you know? It's like, uh, it, it's very unnecessary and it's, like, unlike Shang Tsung. Like, this... Like, he's... Apparently, he's never satisfied, but, like, in in the MK11... Where it it shows like that bad ending, because there's like two endings. He he seems like pretty content with being you know like uh, all ruler of the world. Like it, he didn't seem like he needed to conquer another time like a uh, universe. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, that's basically like the the gist of the story. And then towards the end, there's like an an Armageddon. Remake scene from like the previous Armageddon, except it's like timeline based. So we see Liu King and then Shang Tsung's timeline, like with MK11 characters that he's turned to evil, fight each other. And we see some previous MK11 characters show up and fight Liu King's uh, characters. And it's just like this big mishmash. And they, uh, <laughs> they put in like a goofy. Uh, opponents that you fight, like um, I think one of one of them was like uh, Johnny Savage, <laughs> because it, it was like Baraka and Johnny Cage like together. Um, they're like mis- mix matching characters like to look goofy, which um I thought it was really funny, but I, I don't know why they would put that in the story. It was like confusing, but it was funny. Um, but the story was definitely funny here and there. Uh, but overall, the ending wasn't very satisfying at all. <laughs> I, I did feel definitely rushed. The the whole the entire game in general. So that's 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 my thoughts on the story mode. But uh, besides the story mode. Uh, The characters in general, I guess. I guess plus the character story arcs. So the story arcs for the characters in MK1, they so Liu Kang basically, you know, altered these characters and changed, you know, their egos and what they go through their life events. So in the last timeline, Scorpion and Sub Zero were basically. Uh, buddies, you know that they're, they're friends because they both bonded that Quan Chi was fucking with both of them and Made both of their lives, you know terrible so they bonded over that and they became Basically allies to each other and then in MK one they are then reborn as like brothers so scorpions sub-zero and then smoke they added smoke ...are all brothers with each other in human form. And... ...except... ...Sub-Zero is... ...very... ...it's the first Sub-Zero... ...which later became Noob Cybot in MK11. So... ...so this Sub-Zero is like... ...brags about being a Grandmaster a lot. And he's... ...very out for power... ...like most of the time. And he talks a lot of shit about his uh, father who passed away you know about like the Lin Kuei and stuff and his brothers like weren't really all for that because they re- they wanted to remain loyal and, f- and fulfill their father's legacy which Sub-Zero didn't want so it basically led him to a path of you know uh, evil wrongdoings and betraying his clan. Or basically. yeah, Betraying his, his brothers. So that led him. Trying to join up. With Shang Tsung. Because Shang Tsung invites Sub-Zero. To basically do wrong. And help them. Form a evil army. So Scorpion and Smoke. Are on a side with Liu Kang. And they're basically the good guys. So that's. And also, uh, Scorpion, like, they, the vo- they ov- obviously changed the voice actors, so Scorpion sounds more mellow and, like, regular-toned, he doesn't sound, like, super, like, you know, badass or anything, or, like, super, uh, wise, he just sounds young, because everybody in mk one storyline is, like, basically young and fresh. Cause like everything's restarted, right? It's, it's technically supposed to. That's that's the other um, unfortunate part about the story. Everything is reset. It's supposed to be like MK9, you know, style and stuff. Cause like that's when the tournament started to happen and stuff. And it's it's like confusing because we've already been through all these games, but now we're going back to MK1. So now there's two MK1 games. The one from 1980 something, and then 2023. So I think it's kind of dumb. I just I just think it's unnecessary in general. Also, Gar- Garrison MK11 shows up in MK1 storyline, and his story arc basically he was like groomed to be. Uh, a very loyal guardian to Chronica, but more on the, like, god complex style, because he was like, you, know, you can never defeat me, I will always become stronger he, he he, had a god complex so he treated everyone like shit and, like, they were below him, and that he only cared about serving Chronica and doing whatever it takes whether it's good or bad to please chronica which you know he was kind of a dickhead and then obviously with lu kang as like the tight the new keeper of time he treats garris you know which with uh, a lot of respect and and care so garris is like a sweetheart and mk1 he's like very kind very nice and he's very loyal so he's the very good guy in MK1, which I really like. I think they did a they did a good job on Garris's story arc. I'd also like at at one part, point at one point in the story, uh, Garrus had the option to become a Titan because he saved Liu King's uh, power because Liu King wanted to be a demigod and guide the characters in his timeline. So he wouldn't repeat the past, and Garrus had the option to, to gain this power, but he sealed it away and kept it for Liu Kang in case he ever needed it again. Um, instead of throwing it away for good, because Liu Kang dropped, you know, his Titan abilities to go into the to the world and stuff. So I thought that was. That was, like, a nice moment. There was a nice moments in the story, but overall, it, it it didn't really make sense. And it didn't really fit. But, besides, like, the story and the characters, the... Obviously, I, I, wrote, I wrote this down for, like, a topic. But the graphics are absolutely insane. Like, they... The game looks very soft and smooth. And... The you know the shadows the uh, the background the lighting all of it is like really really nice. The one main gripe I have about the graphics is that the, you can't go into full screen. You can only go into borderless or windowed. So that means you can't change the resolution of the game at all, like whatsoever. The only way you can change the resolution of the in-game, is by switching your monitor. You know, like, if you have two monitors, which... A lot of people aren't fortunate to have more than one monitor. Or, let alone a PC. So, I think it's... Extremely dumb, to not be able to change the resolution. And it pissed me off so much, because the first stream I did for MK1... I didn't realize you can change the resolution until I was in the game so I had to play the game in like 40 FPS and the stream was like you know wasn't the best quality or frame rate so that's like a major L there's so many major L's in MK1 it's sad right but if I did have like an insane PC with like You know, if I upgraded my specs and stuff, which I plan to do in the future, then I I wouldn't have this issue. But it was locked in 4K, and I couldn't change it. But uh, the gameplay, right? Here's, like, the juicy bits of MK1. I actually really enjoy the gameplay. I I know a lot of FGC players prefer, like, fast-paced, quick-thinking... Gameplay, like for example, uh, Mortal Kombat 10 is extremely fast-paced, very quick thinking, and if you're, you know, if you're not punishing, or if you're not doing your combos within this time frame during this moment at that exact second, you know, like or reacting at that, at that certain thing, doing that combo, you know, it's it's very stressful and it's very high octane content, which I. I find very um, hard to to keep up with because MK10 players are, you know, demonic, and I just I just don't vibe with it. And also, um, MK10 is kind of dead, you know, like the the ranked online. But there's like underground commu- communities for live streamers whenever live streamers are like doing events for mk10 or whatnot then you know people hop on and it's you know fun but i i don't know i perso- personally didn't really like mk10 mainly because of the fast paced movement it was too fast paced for me i think i did enjoy mk9 though cuz it was like more of a regular pace you know, it wasn't too fast-paced and it wasn't too slow-paced, and uh, that's, I think that's why I enjoyed uh, MK11 the most because it was like a mix of both, right? Because you could wave dash with like you know certain characters, and you can like zoom across the screen, um, you know, with with the proper timing a technique, because it it's actually really hard to wave dash. But you can also be, you know, methodical and uh, dash across the screen like normally. So in MK1, it's kind of like MK11 and MK10 mixed together. Because you can dash forward, but you can't... I don't think you can block while you dash, right? So you're vulnerable when you're dashing. But also... It's, it's weird, because, like, it feels fast-paced sometimes. And then sometimes it's slower-paced. Depending... I think it depends on the matchup and the characters. Because with Sub-Zero, I feel like I'm zooming across the screen with his attacks. Because he does, like, a forward, um, like, ice punch. And that, like... That goes, like, three feet forward. So, like, he can... He, he's got, like, range on him. And also his low, his low stagger kicks can set him forward quite a bit too and also his um his uh, dash forward and dash back go like 5 feet forward 5 feet back so I mean I, I like it I like the movement and the, the combos are like insane I haven't got to lab too much to know like you know all sorts of combos but I know like, um, like a few of them for Scorpion and Sub-Zero enough to like win a ranked match so, I, I personally do enjoy the gameplay through, through my experiences so far. I haven't played in in any uh, tournament yet, though, for MK1. Uh, although I do plan on hosting my own tournaments in general. And also, the, the uh, music is also something I wanted to talk about. It, uh, I think the music fits really well for the game uh, during the gameplay and also in the background. For like, if you're waiting for a match, uh, like on ranked or casual matches, and it's just like loading or something, the the background music is like very. I think it's very soothing and very cre- creative, or I guess like traditional, right? it feels like it fits the story and the the characters a lot especially since it's like you know a new era and stuff it definitely feels like that with the music and I feel like they got the the tone right and everything very very well so because you know I, I think uh, music in the game is very important because it it's like the the icing on the cake you know it, it decorates the game how it should and I think they killed it in the in terms of like creativity in the mu- their music but uh, I say overall would I recommend this game to someone who's new to fighting games no I don't think I would if if they're new to fighting games I would recommend like Street Fighter 6 or Mortal Kombat. 11 because uh Street Fighter 6 is so easy to learn. Because, like, you know, if you're if you're like a new player, you know, you could do like a Hadouken and then like the spinny kicks, sure, you can, and then you're set, you just spam that as much as you want, and then learn uh more advanced tactics, more advanced tactics as you go on. I'd, I'd say Street Fighter 6 is a super super like way better game for like newer players uh mk1 it, it doesn't feel like that at all it feels like they want you know tournament like players to play the game because i didn't feel any sort of like it, hey if you're new to this game uh we're gonna do this and then we're gonna show you this to help you know make a better experience for you they I, I think that, you know, the, obviously the tutorial is for that, but uh, even then, uh, they still, you know, make, make you do crazy combos and stuff like that, and timing, so Mortal Kombat is more, you know, aggressive when it comes to gameplay, um, but in MK11, uh, it's like slower paced, and you can... You can, like, lab characters enough to, like, get an idea for combos. So I think that would be better for newer players. But uh, I think it depends on the player how... However they want to play. Right? Because some people have it in... Have it in them to do crazy combos and have crazy timing. But it, it all depends. Honestly. Because uh, I know some people... Have tried to play Street Fighter Six and, uh, they they couldn't get past um gold or platinum or something with a certain character and they gave up and then some people can't play MK cause they think the characters are too strong or you know zoning is too annoying or whatever uh cause MK11 the set on zone is depressing let me tell you it's um it's not what you want to be in Especially like in a tournament. But um. I think that about wraps up. For today's podcast EP. For Mortal Kombat 1. Also I. Sorry. Also I hope you enjoyed the uh, background. That I. uh, Set up today. Because I wanted uh, something new. For the podcast. So I thought. Adding gameplay or you know the game in the background for the podcast EP would be cool. So or or if you were just listening and you didn't see the video, like you know while I'm on camera, that's fine too. Uh, I appreciate the support and I appreciate uh, all of you if you stuck around to the to this ending. But um, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep going, going strong, making these podcast episodes. As long as uh, somebody out there watches them. So. But uh, that's about it for today. And I'll see you in the next EP. Or episode. Pizzity, pizzity. Peace out. whoa <laughs>